All right, welcome back to another episode of the Student Athlete Sessions. Uh, tonight is a, a long overdue uh, guest appearance. Uh, someone that you know we have been in contact with on Twitter for a long time. He is a former D3 athlete. He is a former D3 coach. He works with students uh, in a capacity as an academic advisor now. The man really does it all. And on top of that, he takes his own time to give back to the community uh, via Twitter, always giving out great information. Um, our guest tonight is Chadwick Hickson. Chadwick, welcome to the program. Appreciate it, Carl. Really happy to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Definitely long overdue, and I'm ha happy to be here. Yep. Appreciate you. Before we get, before we get into it, uh, I do want to thank our sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Play Overseas. Play Overseas is a group um, that we, we discovered um, in connection to another Emory student athlete, a basketball player, Jabari Beatty, he used them to get over uh, to to England to continue his athletic and academic career. Play overseas helps students for free, um, consulting to uh, land an opportunity to find a discounted master's um, alongside an athletic experience, and I uh, think they're doing great work. So we'll have a link uh, in our bio on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you follow us, where you can get more information. Um, but yeah, shout out to Play Overseas for, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, now without further ado, Chad, go ahead and get things kicked off with a short intro about yourself. Talk about college major, um, you know, anything, anything that you feel like makes you who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I'm a 2010 graduate of Emory University, uh, graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science. Uh, the goal at the time was, was to go to law school. Um, so I got out of school, I um, got out into the working world, uh, worked at a couple of law firms and realized that I absolutely do not want to go to law school. Uh, so it took me about three or four years to realize that. And I, and I kind of got to the point where um, I said, hey, man, you need to figure it out. You need to, you need to pivot and, and, and figure out what it is you want to do. And I kind of thought back on my, my undergraduate years and some of the folks who had helped me uh, as a student. Uh, get across that finish line and, and graduate and now I really I wanted, wanted to get back and and so uh, that caused me to go back to school get my master's uh, in education and uh, higher education leadership specifically uh, so that I could you know pivot and start working in higher ed and, and help students you know similar to the way I was helped when I was in school so uh, left the legal field uh, went back to school, was fortunate enough to get an academic advising job at Georgia State University uh, about, it's been about six years now. So it was um, in late August, early September of 2016. Uh, worked there for four years and an opportunity uh, came open at Emory, uh, my alma mater. Uh, applied for it and was very fortunate enough to get it. And so I've been working at Emory as an academic advisor for a little over a year and a half now, started back in December of 2020. So really happy to be back. It's an opportunity for me to connect with and help students uh, at my alma mater in, in a very similar way to how I was helped, um, you know, when I was in school some some years ago. Yeah, I think that could be a fun place to start. Uh, just talk about, I think, well, let's think. Let's, let's, let's kick it off, I guess, with your recruiting process. You have a pretty unique trail through college uh, that I do want to dive into, but what did your recruiting process look like coming out of high school and, and what kind of a player were you? Absolutely. Um, I'd say I was a, a slightly above average 
uh, player in high school. I was I was the I think all county, all region type player, not quite good enough to be like an all state level guy. Um, this is in Georgia, yeah. In Georgia, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Gwinnett County, uh, Georgia, just right outside of Atlanta. Um, you know, my region was was loaded at the time. We had multiple high major guys. Um, uh, Lewis Williams, who uh, I think he's back with the Clippers. I'm not sure who he's playing with now, but Lou Williams is, is what he goes by the NBA. Like they were in our region. Like I actually played middle school ball with him. So that's kind of like the level of talent that we were facing on a night in, night in basis. So yeah, slightly above average player. Um, got to like the end of my senior year. Didn't have a lot of opportunities, if any at all. Um, I, to be honest, the high school coach didn't do a ton to help me. So I kind of had to do uh, a lot of it on my own. Uh, and this is like back during the, the VHS days and you know, DVDs, kind of early DVD stage. So, um, you know, mailing out VHS tapes to coaches, sending DVDs to coaches, um, you know, trying to get to workouts and those sorts of things. Um, I graduated uh, May 25th, 2005 and had absolutely no idea what I was gonna be doing uh, from a college standpoint. We, you know, fast forward to like early July, my mom was like, hey dude, you need to figure out what you're gonna do because you ain't living here, like you better be in school. So um, just so happens that the University of West Georgia uh, had really, really late admissions deadlines. So I applied there just went there as a regular student my first year. Uh, meanwhile, I'm still playing, I'm still working out, I'm still reaching out to, to schools, you know, looking for an opportunity. And I just happened to come across Oxford College at Emory University and you know, reached out to the coaching staff, was able to connect with them, uh, went on a visit, went on a workout. Um, they liked me, I liked it there. It was a high academic environment. I felt like I could thrive in. Um, worked my butt off that, that fall semester and in the spring semester to have the GPA I needed to get in. And thank God I was able to get in. And um, so in August 2006, you know, left West Georgia to, to go to Oxford College and spent the next two years there uh, playing basketball. Um, had a great experience there. Um, really, really, really great two years. Um, was able to do some, some special things there. Uh, loved it um, off the court as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got to Oxford. Um, kind of the recruiting process started over a little bit once I was there, because sometimes students, athletes do uh, go other places as opposed to just going straight to Emory. So um, yeah, maybe pause pause yeah, there, yeah. and just for for people listening who who don't know the Oxford Emory relationship and what yeah. that entails, because I also I like toured that campus, you know, thought about maybe going there. And so I am familiar, but for everyone else listening, explain that relationship. Yeah, uh, I probably should have done that beforehand. I apologize. So um, Emory University, like any university, you know, is split into, you know, various colleges. Um, you have you know, Emory College, you got the business school, uh, nursing school, and so forth. Um, Oshawa College is essentially another entry point into the university. So uh, Emory was originally founded out in a, in a small town called Oxford, Georgia. Um, that original campus is still there. Um, some students choose to enter the university that way and they'll stay there for two years and then move on to the Atlanta campus. Um, from an athletic standpoint, it's considered a junior college. So in terms of like our opponents, we play a lot of junior colleges, uh, both in Georgia and North Carolina. And we also played like some division three 
uh, JV teams and those sort of folks. So um, just really just another entry point in, in, into the university. Uh, I liked it because it was a small campus. When I was there, there's about 800 students. Um, so you get a, a really um, traditional, small liberal arts college feel where you know, all the professors know you by name. You know, you may be walking uh, around campus on the weekends and see them walking their dog and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, if you're not in class, you're probably going to get an email. Hey, notice you weren't in class today because um, there's like 25 people in your class versus being in like a big lecture hall with you know, two or 300 people. Right. Your absence is going to stand out. Correct. So uh, I loved it. Um, really enjoyed it. I mean, my high school had about 3,000 folks, so it was a bit of a, a change from that standpoint, but you know, I loved it. I had a great two years there, and then afterwards, I uh, was fortunate enough to, to move to the Atlanta campus to continue playing. Gotcha. And you talked about when you were at West Georgia, keeping your GPA up, and you know, I think it's something that you and I both harp on on, on Twitter and trying to drill that message in for recruits, just the importance of grades. Where does from your experience, where did you see that play out? Like, obviously you talked about, you know, Oxford being high academic, but like, what did having good grades do for you personally? Yeah, um, and so when I talk about it, I'm, I'm really speaking um, from, from personal experience, um, you know, some of the mistakes I made, you know, coming up. I was extremely uh, basketball, 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 that was like, everything or the only thing I thought of, I'm going to get a basketball scholarship. I'm going to get a basketball scholarship. Well, I did that to the detriment of my academics at times, because I think I, I, I was content when I, when I could have, you know, pushed myself a little further. I mean, I actually graduated high school with, you know, I think I had like a three, two, maybe a three, three. So I couldn't, I couldn't have gotten the Emory straight out of high school. Um, I needed that extra year to be able to transfer into Oxford and get admitted, um, you know, without that, I would, I certainly wouldn't have gotten in. So um, I preach it because, you know, I've lived it, I've experienced it. I've, I know that I missed out on certain opportunities because I didn't push myself to, to the max from an academic standpoint. I easily could have graduated from high school with like a three, six, three, seven. Uh, I, I took AP classes and so forth. I just didn't I was just content, you know, I thought, hey, I got a three, two, I'm going to be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get something, you know, I'll be good as opposed to kind of pushing myself to that next level to open up some additional opportunities. So that's kind of why I harp on that and push it, uh, because I know and I, I've personally experienced the limitations that, that, that you can put on yourself if you if you don't challenge yourself from an academic standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So then. Yeah, you are now, what, three three years out of high school, if, if my math's right, one year at West Georgia, two years at Oxford, and then mm -hmm. now you're you're enrolling at Emory in the fall of 2008. Does that sound right? Yep. That's okay. It. Yeah. yeah. What what does that process look like? Do you Are you making new friends? Like, do you have a totally new social scene because you're on a new campus or, you know, how is that adjusting? Yeah, it's... um. It's an interesting dynamic because um, for me, I, I kind of had a a friend group already because I knew I was going to be on the basketball team. So I'd already kind of connected with some of those guys and started building relationships with them. But I also had the folks in my class from Oxford that came over with me. So, you know, that first year, or especially that first semester walking around campus, all the Oxford people definitely like stick out in the crowd. You know, if, I, if I'm walking and I see like 50 people coming, I can pick out the three Oxford people in that crowd, like almost instantaneously. So, 
know, that went on for a while. And then, you know, as you get in classes and meet more and more people, you know, your, your uh, network starts to expand and your friend base starts to expand. So it didn't take too long for me um, to, to make some more friends. Um, being in Atlanta was, was certainly different. Um, Atlanta is a way different place than, than Oxford, Georgia. Uh, a lot more going on up there. So um, I probably enjoyed my two years at Oxford more than the two at Emory, but um, overall, I mean, it was a great experience. Uh, great four years, either way. Yeah. And, you know, when we switch this over to basketball away from the, from the social scene, you also, you know, enjoyed your time on the court. It seems like you were a, you, you're an All-American honors um in uh, I guess both years you were at Oxford College and then also had some incredible times on the court at Emory as well. Uh, what, are, what are some of the highlights of your playing career that, that still stand out to you? Um, at Oxford, um, was fortunate enough to, to, to leave as the all-time leading scorer. Uh, that, that's probably um, something I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of. Um, I, I certainly worked my butt off uh, to, to, to um, be the best possible player I could be. Um, Atlanta campus-wise, uh, I mean, just the whole UAA experience. Um, I, I'd never been to New York. I'd never been to Chicago, never been to Boston, Cleveland, St. Louis, and so forth. So getting to go to all those places, uh, New York in particular, like we got to go down to like Times Square and, you know, hang out there. Um, you know, folks my age maybe remember like, you know, TRL coming on every day after school and like, like, like seeing where they were um, was like pretty cool experience uh, for me. Just like little stuff like that. I mean, the, the whole UAA experience was incredible. Um, my, my senior year was um, Coach Zimmerman's third year. Um, you know, we finished uh, 15 and 10, went, went seven and seven in the league. And, and the program has really just taken off since then. I don't think they've won less than 19 games, you know, since that season. So kind of being able to say I, I, I was there at the beginning and looking at what he's done since then um, is something I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously stayed very involved with the program and with this with the institution. And and I mean, do you feel like laying that foundation and having a having that that role in their um, in their success, you know, keeps you tied to the to the school and and gives you a sense of pride? Or or what are your what are your remaining feelings? I guess on, on um, the- I mean, I. I'm a- the credit goes to Coach Zimmerman and and uh, the players he's brought in. Like he's, the players he's bringing in now are a whole lot better than the dudes than I was or, or the guys I played with. Like he's just getting better and better players, so that obviously is going to you know, lend itself to, to, to more wins. Um, he, he's done a great job of building the program up. Um, and you know, a lot of my teammates, uh, you know, have moved away to you know different cities and things like that. But you know, me being from Georgia, I've just I've, I've, I've never left. Um, you know, I've I've been in the area since since I got out of school, so that's kind of allowed me to stay more connected to it. And then, um, you know, I go to as many home games as possible, so I'm constantly you know seeing the coach and and the players, and so again, that's kind of allowed me to stay connected and feel like I'm. Um, at least a little part of it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly thankful for the experience and thankful I've been able to stay connected to it because I, I, I love my, my my experience. I had, I had a great time. And I'm glad that guys, you know, that have come afterwards have been able to take it to another level. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm sure if you ask Coach Zimmerman, he would be a lot less, uh, you know, 
he would he would describe your your experience and, and probably your impact in the program um, in, in much more grandiose terms and, and give you a lot more credit uh, because you know it does take especially in those early years I feel like you know Zimmerman is one of those guys who who went from a D one to the D three level and um, really took a school and established it and that doesn't happen without guys like yourself who are committed to that vision and and um, and building so. Um, and then he gets you lucky enough to have you join his coaching staff. And so you, you described it at the start of the show, you, you going through this experience where you're figuring out what you want to do with law school was the coaching job with Emory right after that. Was that your first? It was step out? actually before I, I was still working at, at the, um, one of the law firms, um, you know, I had, when I got done playing, I just, pretty much just left basketball alone. <laughs> like I'm like, I've been doing this for 20 years. I need to, I need a break. Um, I need to do something else. So I took a couple years off from it and then started getting that itch. I coached a little AAU, like some younger, like middle school, early high school age kids. And then um, I got bumped into a couple guys, a couple of players like in like Target or something. And just kind of started talking with them. And then I reached out to my um, old assistant who was still there at the time, coach uh, and coach Chris Murphy, who is now the head coach at Union College up in, in New York. Yep. And um, he was like, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I'll, I'll talk to Coach Zimmerman. And then he did. And Coach Z reached out to me and we, and we talked a little bit. And he said, yeah, I mean, come on, we'd love to have you. And um, so I started doing that. I was still working full time. So I would, you know, work my, my, my nine to five and then I'd, you know, race over to the gym. I usually get there like right around the time practice was starting. And so it was a, I did it for three years, man. It was a great experience. I probably learned more about basketball in those three years than the 20 plus years before. Um, learned so much. Um, it's just a different perspective as, as a coach versus being a player. Like, and as a player, you have no idea all the stuff going on behind the scenes, all the planning and yeah. preparation that goes into it. So it's very eye-opening uh, for me and, and educational in, in that way. What is what is one thing? Because I, I know the Division three level, especially assistant coaches and especially part-time coaches who have another job are making great sacrifices. But what is what is one thing that you kind of wish all players knew their coach went to this length? To, to support them or, or did this terrible activity to support them? What's the one thing? Um, well, when you think about it, like, you know, as a player, you just show up for practice. You don't think that, Hey, the coaching staff, you know, met for hour and a half, two hours to plan that practice, like to, down to like the, the, the detail. And coach Zimmerman is probably the most detailed person I've ever met in my life. Like he has everything broken down by, you know, minutes and, and increments so you know there's a, so much attention to detail that goes into like just planning a practice planning a walkthrough planning a shoot around you know all that kind of stuff um that, that guys don't even think about because we just showed up and we would just show up and our and our jerseys would be hanging our practice would be hanging in the locker like you know something it's like somebody washed it magic hung it up and put it in the light like it didn't just magically appear there you know that that kind of stuff that you don't even think about as an 18, 19, 20-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is a collective effort to, to make the college experience what it is for athletes. And no, 
definitely more recognition needs to go to those people, those the trainers, the, the facility yeah. staff, the laundry team, because that is, yeah. Anyone that has to deal with 20 sets of sweaty, sweaty laundry after a practice on a daily yeah. basis deserves a, a medal. It's not just jerseys, it's socks and we'll call them undergarments and yeah. other things, things. Things that shouldn't see the light of day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, very nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the option here. Where do you want to go next? We got we could talk about shift gears and, and go into some of your work with with grassroots and I know you've you've done some coaching at a local high school, um, or we could talk about the the academic advisor route. What? Oh, uh, we do the grassroots thing. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. So so you mentioned how you got started with Emory was running into these guys in Target, um, but you had already kind of scratched the itch with with some uh, AAU, where did you really feel like, okay, wow, this is something I, I want to do a lot. And um, yeah. And what did that process look like? Yeah. So I think those three years with, with, with uh, Coach Zimmerman are what kind of sealed the deal for me. Um, we were extremely successful in those three years. Like my first year, we went to the elite eight, um, beat the number one team in the country, uh, UW Stevens point in the sweet 16 at their place. Um, probably the most incredible uh, basketball environment I've ever been in. Felt like the whole city of Stevens Point was at that game, and and, and for us to beat them, it, it was incredible. Um, so yeah, though that three year period, I, I think sealed it for me. Um, I um, I've always loved basketball, but I didn't want to be defined by it, uh, if that makes sense. Um, so that you know, three years, um, you know, cemented that love for the game, but also um, I, I, I may help me realize, hey, you, you can do this, but it doesn't necessarily have to define you. There's other things you can do with your life as well. So you know, did those three years. Um, what it also did for me is um, it kind of sparked a, a love or interest for uh, working with high school kids to help them get to college. So I, I realized that I, I love basketball, but I love, I think I, I think, but I, I realized that I, I love helping high school guys get to college as opposed to coaching guys in college, uh, if that makes sense. So um, after that three years, I, that, that's when I, you know, made the decision to transition to, to coaching high school and, and travel basketball because I, I wanted to work with guys and help them through their process because of some of the things I mentioned earlier with, the, with what I had to go through and what I had to do. It's also why I have very little sympathy for folks who don't want to do the work. Like if you're too good to email a coach, then um, you don't really want to play. Um, Cause I remember what I had to do mm-hmm. to get, to get where I got. The physical VHS is any recruit who thinks they have a hard time right now. Man, they that. are, they are living the life right now. Like you play a game and kids have highlights 20 minutes after the game. Yeah that you can send out to anyone in the world via email or social media. Like you have no idea how long it took to get a VHS copy of a game or go to the DVD. Yeah. I didn't go to the post office, put it in the mail. And then it's fingers crossed at that point that it even gets to the coach, you know, different time. So if you, if you want it and you want to make it happen, there's so many tools and resources at your disposal to make it happen. So again, that's why I have very little sympathy for folks who can't do those little things. Like you can't email a coach. Um, you don't, you don't really want to play. Um, you, you can't, you can't um, go to that camp. That's, you know, 20 minutes away. You don't really want to play, you know? So. Yeah. And, and from my standpoint, it looks like you've taken, you've taken a, a, 
a two pronged approach, right. To this process of, of trying to give back and, and live that mission out of you know, helping kids. I think as, as we've discussed, you have the Twitter presence, you have a large audience and that gives you a megaphone to, to share these, these types of things that you're saying, like if you, if you're not emailing, you don't want it, you know, you're, you are, I think probably the single biggest advocate for the hope scholarship program in Georgia. Uh, they should be paying you out of their advertising budget. And, um, but then also you have this very focused side of things with grassroots where you have a, a small cohort where you're doing hands-on work. And, you know, what I see is as invaluable mentorship to those guys. And, you know, you're dropping highlights or a profile. If, if someone hasn't gotten the offers they you think they deserve, um, you know, do you feel like that kind of covers your scope or is there, is there another angle to it? Um, no, I think that's, that's everything. Um, obviously I have, have my team and my guys that I, that I work with probably more hands-on to help them through their process. Um, hopefully, um, they find it helpful. Um, you know, sometimes that, that requires uncomfortable conversations that maybe they haven't had with anyone else, but that's okay. That's how we grow. Um, embrace conflict is what I always say mm -hmm. um, but also not I don't I don't necessarily just limit it to my guys um, and I hope I try to help you know as many people as I can I mean there's guys from from other teams that parents and, and even their coaches will sometimes reach out to me to, to, to assist um, and, I, and I, I help you know whoever I can um, it's always um, I'll just say interesting when it, when it's a, a player who I previously, you know, Hey, you want to, I feel like you'd be a good fit for our team. would love for you to play with us, but you know, they're not interested in playing for our team, but you know, you know, four or five months later, Hey coach, can you help me with my recruiting? Well, you know, we could have been a lot further down the road if you had you know, played with us. Um, so those conversations are always interesting mm -hmm. and it happens every year, every year with yeah. multiple players. Yeah, I mean, what what would you say? What percentage of of AAU teams are? Yeah, first of all, what does that what does, it, what does that pitch even look like nowadays? Like when you're trying to recruit a kid, and how much do you emphasize the academics? Yeah, um, I'm a terrible salesperson. That's probably why they, they, they don't play with me. Um, I what I what I tell kids is and their families is that I, I don't certainly not promising you a scholarship and something like that, but I'll tell you that I'm going to do everything I can to, to help you. We're going to put you in a position and on a platform to where you're seen. Um, the rest is up to you. And, and that's what we were able to do like this past year with my team. Like, we played in front of tons and tons of coaches from all levels. So you know, my guys had the opportunity to, to showcase what they can do in, in front of uh, level appropriate schools. I mean, we had Division One coaches there. We had Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, and so forth. So, um, we just promised that we're going to put you in a position to showcase what you can do, and and then the rest is up to you. Like, I can't make the shots for you. I can't make you make the extra pass. I can't make you, you know, keep the guy in front of you. You know that that sort of thing. But we we'll put you in the position to show people what you can do. Um, that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't from, from a recruiting standpoint. But, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable and confident in, in my track record. I don't really talk about it a lot, but there's there's a lot of uh, – people like to take credit for things that they had absolutely nothing to do with, and, and I'll just say that. Um, I've never been a person to, 
to um, broadcast. Oh, I helped that guy. Did you know? Hey, everybody, I'm the one that helped. You know, mm-hmm. take that credit publicly. Yeah. Um, like I'll give you an example. Um, I guess the last two years, two three years, I can't remember. I, I've I've asked uh, you know high academic guys in Georgia, you know, to send me their information. I put together like this little spreadsheet and I send it out to coaches. Like I know for a fact, guys have gotten opportunities from that because the coaches have told me and the kids have told me. Um, you know, they DM me, thanks, coach. I really appreciate it. Blah blah blah. Um, so like little things like that that don't necessarily get broadcast, but um, whatever I can do to help people, I, I try to do. Yeah, an, admirable, an admirable mission. If, if only, you know, more people, especially in the grassroots space, carry that same mentality, I think, you know, it'd be a, be a different world. Uh, I get it. it probably depends on your perspective. Some people will say admirable, some would probably say stupid, um, <laughs> just because we live in a, a capitalistic money-driven society. But yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, at peace. Yeah. And, and I think, I think there is something given that context, there is something a little radical about getting online. Uh, and, you know, I'll say Twitter, cause that's where, you know, yourself and I spend a lot of time. Um, and just, so there's something radical about giving out free information and trying not to ask anything back in return. Oh, so. Carl, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me in person or text or email, like, like, dude, you should be charging money. I've had at least 10 college coaches tell me that. Yep. Yep. And you know what? It's a, it's a reaffirmation of, uh, of the quality of the information that you're giving out. And, um, you know, I think only, only serves to justify the, the, uh, the following you've, you've garnered. And, and I think, you know, the, the role you now have at Emory and, and all the work you're doing. So, yeah, take it as take it as the highest form of a compliment that uh, yeah, people yeah, feel like you should be chasing some money for <laughs> it. But yeah, um, I think that's a perfect way to segue into into Twitter. We can close it out with that. And I think you know anything that you got planned. I know you and Coach Coach Payne, um, you know, are always having interesting guests on and and dropping knowledge. Anything you're trying to 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 do in these next couple months or um aware of well i mean we do our our sunday twitter spaces and those you know typically uh either uh center around a a specific guest or or a specific topic um we're going to be doing some recruiting uh, some virtual recruiting uh showcases um i think in the next two weeks two three weeks we'll do one for the class of 2023 um both boys and girls so we'll, we'll certainly be doing that um for me personally, I'm gonna. I'm still trying to, you know, collect more names for that that high academic list. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll be working on that, trying to get more and more names that I can send out to some coaches. Um, Is that just Georgia, or are you going? Expand yeah, the right scope? now I'm just doing Georgia. Um, probably gonna just go ahead and expand it that way. I can get a get a bigger list to send out. Um, gotcha. For because I don't I don't really get I haven't gotten a great response. Um, Thus far, I think I got maybe about 20 kids on it. Um, and I know there's more, I know like specific guys, like you should be on this list, but like if, if I reach out to you and you don't respond, I'm, I'm, I'll just leave it alone. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll be working on that. And then um, here shortly, gonna start kind of the AAU recruiting process again, trying to find some 2024 kids to, to play with me uh, next year. So that, 
got to start that early. Um, basketball season never stops. Truly. It is a year-round. Yeah. Year-round. So, looking for high academic guys to play with our with our PSB team next year. So I'm um, going to try to be a little bit more um, strategic in, in who we reach out to and then also – and just making sure that they, they meet certain academic criteria because that just that just makes it easier for them to get recruited. Like you mentioned, the Hope Scholarship before. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's schools in Georgia that won't recruit kids if they're not Hope eligible. Yeah. So um, you just create more opportunities for yourself if you, if you have the grades. Absolutely. I think um, that is some good advice. I would I would challenge you here. One final question that we try to ask a lot of guests. If you we're in a room with a 17 year old version of yourself. You know, you're in high school about to get into that recruiting process. I know you started things a little later, but what one piece of advice would you share with your 17 year old self? If you, if you could go back and have that conversation, go study. <laughs> yeah. Um, Plain and simple. Yeah. Go study. Get I mean, no reason you should graduate with, with, you know, less than a 3.5 GPA. And, you know, had I done that, it would have would have opened up some more opportunities for me. But I also think I didn't have, not that I, I feel like I would have been receptive to it, but I also didn't have any, you know, knowledgeable, trustworthy adult who was kind of like guiding me or advising me about the process, um, which is what I kind of try to be now for folks. And granted, I don't have a personal relationship with people, but, you know, eating everything that I share is, um, or, or things that can be verified and confirmed. So, mm-hmm not just pulling things out of, out of thin air, like anything I say, I mean, certainly challenge me on it, but I have, you know, receipts. So. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I would just say, you know, if you are not already go follow this man on Twitter. Um, Coach Hickson is dropping constant knowledge there. Uh, If you are a high academic player in Georgia and beyond, send him a DM comment on one of his posts, let him know so he can find you and get you added to that list. sounds like it's a great way to get real exposure to college coaches and get their attention. And then last but not least, check out PSB Atlanta where he's doing his coaching. You're 17 you, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So if you are in that target age uh, and you live in the Atlanta area or we'll say greater Georgia area also, yes, greater hit Georgia up, area. hit yep, him up and, and get on that team. PSB does great work. And, uh, combines that a balance that academic and athletic focus that I think is, is rare. So um, any other ways we can support you or, or places people can get info from you? Um, not yet. I mean, I'm just on Twitter right now. I'm, I'm a little, I'm an old man in a way. It took me forever to get on Twitter. I got on, I didn't get on Twitter until like 2016, I think. Uh, I don't have an IG. I don't have TikTok. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I've always been like an old man. So eventually hey, we'll co- I'll get on IG probably in the next five years or so when it's no longer cool or relevant. So there you go. That's kind of how I've I've operated. I'm still like a Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter guy. A little MySpace action. Hey, if it was still active, I probably would have a MySpace. But (laughs) I mean, Facebook is kind of like the new MySpace. Nobody except uh, older people are on Facebook. I just do get in touch with family and high school friends and stuff. That's right. Well, you heard the man. He's focused on Twitter. And that means all that information is going to be concentrated there for, for your, for you, uh, for you to consume and uh, to benefit from. So definitely follow him there. 
Chad, this has been great. And, and as we mentioned at the uh, start of the show, long overdue. So thank you for, for joining us and, and dropping some more knowledge. Thank you. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Student Athlete Sessions. Uh, check out new episodes every week. They're, they're on our Buzzsprout. You can, you can check it out. Uh, it's in our link tree. So that's across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you um, follow D3 Direct. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.